Hello, crew. Today, we've got the automations expert of the world teaching business owners how to save time with automations, how to make more money, how to save more time, how to have a better life. Jackson, mate, welcome to the podcast. Always welcome. Always glad to be here. And mate, how was your Christmas New Year period? It's been really good. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the family and uh, just chilled, really, just really chilled. Yeah, it's always quite good to uh, good to relax. Um, even better to relax when your automations are still working for you in the background, though, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's actually one of the key things about automation. That twenty four seven never stops. Yeah, I used to. Um, when I, like a lot of people ask, like, what is automations? I just kind of say it's the <clears throat> most consistent employee you ever have. They work twenty four hours a day, three sixty five days a year. No sick days, no off days, no rest days. It's all good once you have it have it 100%. set up. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's the best supporting staff you can have. Yeah. So, guys, what we're going to be talking today about is lead nurturing. So, essentially, how you can use automations to nurture your leads so that they book more consultations with you and they also trust your business. Um, so, Jackson, when you kind of explain, you know, what lead nurturing is and, and how you kind of um, help people implement this, um, what are some of the really big things uh, that that business owners need to implement to get these lead nurture automa- automations working, um, working really well so they get more sales? Oh, I'll say that one of the biggest things when it comes to automation and when it comes to lead nurturing is about understanding where your clients are in the journey and how yep. you can move along that needle or, or along the way using either manual follow-ups as we talked about as part of the sales process, but the automation is there to continue to support you all the way through just to nudge them along a little bit, you know, moving from seeing your ad to taking action and then to what they would, whatever that next step will be. Because we know that out of 10 people, you're going to have a group of people that will take action straight away, but then be yep. your big group of people that won't take action straight away and you do need to take some time to nurture them. And, mate, what, what do you recommend for people? So they're running ads, you know, they have a few people that aren't ready to start right now. What does that lead nurture actually look like and how long does it last for, mate? Well, our best practices is this. So we always make sure that we recommend them having the ability to have a conversation with you straight away. So I've given them that option to be able to talk to you with a calendar link on the back of any form or like a Facebook lead form or whatever that may be. Then if they don't book, then you want to make sure, one, you have a messaging that follows them up to prompt a response. So the idea is that to prompt a response so you can re-engage with them. So the goal in the first two to three days is always about trying to prompt them to have an engagement with you because uh, one of the things that we talk about engagement or nurturing leads is that you want them to have engagement. Just to get them to book a call doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. It's like, how do you get them to engage and how to get them to take action? You could be uh, a a simple message, and sometimes it's about sending them to maybe like a video or something about your studio just so they can gain that more trust and know what what you're about. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen this done a few different ways. Obviously, you you handle you know well over 200 businesses. Yeah, um, right. if if you know the guys, they probably want to customize it for their business a little bit. What are 
what are kind of two to three ways that, that you have seen, you know, work really well in, in this type of lead nurture sequence? The best um, ones we've seen that work really, really well are the ones that goes from a lead form and then goes direct, directly to like a landing page. I actually have a video or something about them talking to the client and usually usually is about rephrasing or um, talking about the pain points that is relevant to the ad itself again so calling on the avatar talking about pain points and 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 have something that the client can or the potential leads can actually see who they are and they can put a like a face to the name then in that little short video below those things is a call to action to book a conversation that's usually one of the best ones we've seen that work really, really well because there is a immediate call to action, but it's yep. also taking that next step of seeing and seeing a face of the person that you're opting to. It could be just a very quick 30-second clip off the gym or something yep. like that that just sees what's going on. Hey, I, I, I like the atmosphere. I like, I like what I see. I like the person you're talking to. And that yep. has worked really well as, as a funnel one going all, all the way through. Just takes a bit more time to do it, but it it, it would definitely just one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah, and like you know, obviously, you know, it does take a bit of time. Do you feel like it's worthwhile that you know people do that within their business? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think that this is the part that I think people don't don't really think about is that when people people always buy from those people that trust and they yep. like to know who they are, who who they're buying from, and just by spending that. 30 seconds explaining who you are on a camera and then showing your facility can make the world a difference than just sending a calendar link because there's no buying when it's just, just a link to what the book call whereas having a face someone talking to you about the, a pain point that you just expressed and the reason why you put that ad in the first place can make a big difference and mate, do you find that sending them to a landing page with a video if they do book increases the show rate to that next sales interaction yeah we def- definitely definitely that video definitely increases the show rate uh we find that people who don't have calendar links there can be a bit of a no show rate um in, in in there but when they see something and then they take the next action there's they already watched a 30 second video so they're, they're buying into the process a lot more again and and that's really common with online marketers so you opt in for like a lead magnet say um uh, Ryan Dice, um, who I've actually been chatting to a little bit recently on social media, mm-hmm. but um, they'll run they'll run funnels for a lead magnet to download whatever, and then yep. it goes to a page and it's like a little bit of a different funnel to this, but it'll be like your your you know free resource will hit your you know inbox in five minutes, um, and then essentially they have a short VSL where then you can book a, a triage call. Um, so it's, it's a little bit similar to that, but a lot of the times in fitness, it's like a, a direct, uh, they're, offer, they're, they're actually opting in for something that they're interested in, like a direct program, not like a free training. That's right. That's right. I think with anything, it's just that little extra 30 seconds. It, I think they, they say in social media, it's about the watch time. So the longer you can keep someone engaged in that journey, the, the more attention they're spending on your client journey process the higher quality the leads becomes. The moment mm. they can opt in and take in three seconds or five seconds to just go to the next thing, they haven't bought into the process. So if you, the longer you can try and engage them in that whole journey, it makes, the life, it makes that lead a lot more qualified. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the lead nurture, um, so they opt in, 
they go to the landing page, they watch the video, but they don't book in. What are some of the most important next steps from there? Then you personalize that conversation from a nurturing saying, hey, you opt in and you will notice you haven't booked a call and is there anything else we can help you with? So now you're actually following them up because they have not done something. Now, now you're actually engaging with them in that way to prompt them to the next step. If they yeah. don't really re-engage, that's when you send them some free resources. Are you interested in X, Y, Z? And they reply, then you send the resource, then you re-engage with them again. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, mate, we want to talk a little bit about speed, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when when someone opts in, um, so ideally, you know, you want to call them as quickly as possible if they don't book. But just imagine that can't happen. You get a lead at 9 at night. You're with your family. Um, you're sitting on the couch. What what type of speed are you looking for in the automations to get them to uh, engage as quickly as possible? Same process. You want an engagement within within that five-minute period. And I think this is one of the things that why a landing page can be quite powerful because at 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, or 10 o'clock, they're scrolling through Facebook, seeing your ad. Then they're not, they're not going to be speaking to a real person at that time or someone calling them. But if you send them to a landing page, they can actually watch a video of you talking to them. That becomes your sales process. So that five minutes is still critical for them to be able to get receive that information as soon as that's they're opting to your 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 lead. Yeah, and and with the text messages that go out after and the emails, um, are what you what you're seeing that works best is it more conversational, like trying to get people to actually reply to them, or what's working the best right now with that contact after the landing page if they don't book. So the the most common one that has going to respond. So it's not so much a conversation; it's really kind of more like you you, you wanted to send a message to take action. That's the first one. Then yep. the one that gets a response are usually checking checking in with them, just, just saying, "Did you receive?" It's making sure if this is the right person, and then that yep. use that usually get a engagement, yep. and then you respond back to them again to try and continue the conversation. So the first one yep. is always a direct offer to. To, to take an action so direct offer to book and then mm. like say the message is like hey you know it's it's jackson from one two three gym is this jimmy question mark yeah. Yeah, and correct. the thing is jackson you would have found this is what works now won't work in 12 months and this type of message it gets a lot of responses um because everyone's essentially going to start to do it they really need That's to right. jump on jump on this quickly yeah. Um, because people start to like, they start to opt in for stuff and they get the same message 10 times yes. and they start to get blind to it. So is this something that, you know, if you ran a fitness business and you didn't have a question of like, you know, Hey, it's Jackson, is this Jimmy? Um, would mm-hmm. you be implementing that like within the next 24 hours or would you not be doing it at all? I'll be implementing it straight away. And this is something that we, we actually was discussing with a team about these kind of messaging is that, um, you sometimes have to, you do have to change and you have to monitor what kind of response rates you get. And you, you want to find a message that gets you that sort of 20%, 15 to 20% response rate. And that's when you can realize you, you know it's hitting some uh, good mark. And then, you, yeah. you, like you said, it does change. Like, you know, from time to time, it does change. People become very blind to it because they're used to it. So you, you, you would change those messaging around um, so you don't want to always send the same one all the time for the whole year. Yeah, because people just like, because they opt in for stuff, they start to get it five or six times from businesses. 
Because yeah. essen- essentially someone finds something that works well um, mm. and then a, a mentor like me and you start to get a hold of it. We say it on a podcast, everyone's doing it and it stops working as well. So that you really right. need yeah. to jump on, the, in my experience, you really need to jump on these like what's working well right now and is super hot. You need to jump on it quick um, yeah. because otherwise you just get left behind, right? Exactly. I mean, the, just knowing that the, the whole idea or the whole purpose of that first 24 hours is engagement. You want engaged leads or yep. engaged conversation because if you can engage with someone in the conversation, you've got a much higher chance of conversing, converting them because once it gets up, gets up past that 48 hours, it's cold. We know, we know mm. the game is in the follow-up, but like it's it's a speed of that follow-up that really, really is making a massive difference at the moment. Like if you can get them into a conversation within 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 30 minutes, whether it be SMS, Messenger, whatever that may be, it makes a huge difference in, in the conversions. Yeah, no, it really does. It really does. Mm. And trying to get them booked in for consults uh, quickly. Um, yeah. And, mate, we really want the automations, like, in our businesses to make essentially make sales easier by increasing trust, right? Yeah. Um, so we've always also covered the, the – we've covered the landing page, but what are some some other things that you're seeing that work really well in a lead nurture process to increase the trust to make the buying decision and the sales consultation easier for business owners? It's always resources, so we, if, if they haven't engaged with you, you send in resources. You ask, again, you're asking a question, you know, about what kind of goals they may have. If they don't engage with you, you can send a free ebook, free resources. It's, again, it's all about sending them something that, you know, if you're calling an, so let's say, running a fit over 40 program, you send them something that is related to that particular avatar. So whatever resource you're sending out, it's, a, it's always going to relate to whatever client you're trying to market to and then make yep. it relevant to them yeah okay and then so a few things like would it be like meal plans and stuff or is it more like timetables of the gym social proof results what are you what are you seeing that works well social proof social proof uh meal plans can get it just about anywhere but social proof is probably the best one because people we often say this like you know people are, you can get free stuff anyway on on anyway on the internet but they want to see that you are able to give them the results that you look that they're looking for so having yeah. that social proof is absolute key in terms of sending information to them so you're sending information but with that information you want to show them what you're able to achieve yeah i'm actually um like in our business where we're testing at the moment i'm part of a lot of i opt in for a lot of emails just because i like to read and see how they do it essentially mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a part of one email sequence and essentially they do like a two step every day of like, I made this training. Do you want it? And it's really interesting because they've now coached me to reply. Um, so I'm starting to have these email conversations with this business. They're trying to, you know, stitch me up for something. They'll probably get me. (laughs) Um, but we're actually starting to, starting to test that within our, um, sequences at the moment. So maybe when we catch up, I'll, I'll have a little bit of data because when they reply of like, you know, I wanted a, a resource. It was actually on Facebook ads about how they, they make like 3.2 million a month off ads. Mm. And then they're like, oh, how many leads are you getting at the moment? Like, what's your target? What are the obstacles or challenges? And they book a call. It's actually, it's actually very, very neat. And yeah. mate, I do know, I want to just talk to you about one thing about conditional replies and things like that. Mm. This is more personal. I know it's a bit more advanced. Um, but with like automations and things, you can coach the the automation that if they reply yes, it automatically sends them why, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can actually get a lot more advanced than that. It's um and I was actually building this for, for a particular client of ours. They they got quite a few groups. Um and uh, one of the things they do is that if you can collect a lot of data on the front end, let's say for example, what goals they're looking to to achieve. So as part of that on that initial form, there's they may they may click um, weight loss or strengthening or athletic performance. And we actually set up automations and sequences that is directly responding to that particular goal. So yep. you can actually do all that stuff in terms of what that target is or what that goal may be to really customize your responses. And, if, and the condition is, if they respond in a certain way, then you can move them down a particular pathway. And, yep. and that's where the ChatGPT has really become a long way in that process. You can have a full conversation with chatbot, but if you train it really well, that's probably something we can talk about that later track because it's it's really something that is really moving forward in in, in the space that whatever information you're able to provide in the beginning in that initial conversation, you can now have the ability to really personalize that conversation and get them into that next next stage, which is having a conversation with you. And mate, how far away do you think it is where a lot of the lead nurture and even phone conversations is is done completely like purely by AI? Because I know there's companies out there at the moment that they've trained the AI to reply to emails, Instagram messages, yeah. Facebook text. I know you're developing, you know, yeah. that within your own company. Um, so a lot of people are using it, but that would be what we call early adopters, right? How long do you yeah. how how long do you reckon until it's just the way that we do business? I would say in the next six to 12 months, you'll see a lot of that level one initial engagement where I would say almost be completely be replaced by AI. Yep. Just simply because it's just how advanced the language has become. And it would not surprise you at all that most chatbots or most chats you're having is probably having it with someone who it is an AI that is knowing the business really, really well. And yep. the whole purpose of the AI is just to move you into that next funnel. So, you know the information, you found the information you're looking for, you know a little bit about the business, You've, they're probably able to even train them in a way that they can actually, you know, reach that gap or find that gap that you have in why you want to opt in in the first place. Then yep. the next thing, you qualify lead and move into the next stage two process. So I think we're not far away from being very much being that kind of it- business. It's absolutely insane. I know a, a coaching program, so they spent a lot of money on building out a an AI that acts as a coach. So they've got a mm. founder of that program. And what they did is they put seven years of content into the AI. Um, yeah. So essentially you can opt in, like you can go to it. It's like a, an Ask Jeeves or ChatGPT and you're like, you know, for example, um, say if it was asking me, it's like, Jimmy, how would I build a sales team? And it just maps out exactly what the coach would say. Um, and how they would say it, which essentially cut down, you know, how many coaching hours they need. Um, and it has over 70% of their clients using it three times a week. Yeah. How crazy it, is that? I, yeah, I think definitely that, that level one, that sort of early level, entry level in terms of getting information in terms of coaching or any information, AI can replace it very, very easily now. Um, mm. I think what is what what is probably not they are able to do is understand the nuances of the of the person and and that little additional thing of the personality or what actually happened within their um, that business. I think that's where coaches can definitely take over in that level too. But that in the early stages of AI, it's it's knowledge. You're just wanting to know about information, so it's very easy to replace it. Mm. 
Yeah, no, it's very, very exciting. Very, very exciting times uh, for the world. And, you know, if there's one thing I've learned about, you know, business is if you can be early adopters and you can be ahead of the game on this stuff is you can get such a competitive advantage. I remember, you know, something outside of automations is, you know, our gym was like probably the first gym in our area to run Facebook ads at like a reasonable budget. Yeah. Um, And we just like crushed everyone else. So, you know, as one of the things that we love and maybe hate as business owners is you've always got to be learning. You've always got to be ahead of the trends to try and get that winning edge. Um, yes. And definitely automations. And, you know, very soon it will be, you know, it already is now with AI, like even, you know, business owners who know how to use chat GPT properly are properly absolutely crushing people who don't know how to use it or don't, don't use it at all. Yeah. I think one piece, one thing people need to remember and understand is that automations and AI, they're not to replace you. They're there to make your life a lot more efficient. So you can go and do higher value items in your life without costing them more. And I think think that's why people need to understand it's not there to replace you. It's there to support you. So learn the skill set so you can be more efficient and so you can make more money. Mm. Yeah, and it's pretty like ChatGDC is pretty easy. Just go on YouTube and like you search how to do this and ChatGDC is <laughs> millions of videos. Like, um, or you just ask it, which is like the cool <laughs> thing as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And mate, just um, just on the final point. So obviously we talked about some pretty advanced stuff there in the end. Now you know everyone's got to do the basics for a certain time before they they get to do all the cool stuff. Um, is is what's like the top kind of two to three, you know, automations that business owners who come and see you want to implement super quickly yeah. Um, yeah. within their business? And I think if you're listening to this episode, you still have not used things such as some, whether it be a third-party software like Zapier or anything like that, that, that notifies you straight away and also then sending an SMS to them with a booking link, you need to implement it today. Like yep. you need to do it right now because if you're not doing that right now, then you need to do it because that, that in itself will give you the ability to scale your lead nurturing process. Yep. Right. So that's the first step. If you're not doing it, do it straight away so you can start getting notifications uh, sent to you right away, uh, making sure you can have those information stored automatically into a Google Sheet so you can take away the manual process. That's the second thing you probably need to do, making sure that zap or that automation can be in, can be stored into a Google Sheet or like some like a software like HDR where yep. it's integrated directly. And then thirdly, having some kind of nurturing, whether it be through email or SMS to make sure you can continue to converse with them within that first 24 hours and 48 hours. So yeah. they're, they're the three, three key things that we find that those people who are moving away from that manual process into an automation they're the they the biggest thing we implement straight away. Then we start adding other bits and pieces into the, into the business to to make the life more efficient. Yeah, but we need to get the basics set up before you can do all the advanced stuff, right? Hundred percent. Do the basics first. Save yourself time, and so you can, you've got more brain space, you've got more head space, so you can do the things you to improve your business. Mate, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing some wisdom with the guys. We really appreciate it. Um, Jackson, where's the, the best place for everyone to touch base if they want to connect with you further, brother? Uh, just jump on Facebook, Instagram, Jackson underscore ACR or Facebook, Jackson Chen. And you can always find me somewhere on there. Easy. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, catch ya.